2 Kings chapter 19, verses 19 through 20. And the word of the Lord reads, So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he was with the 12th. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And Elijah said to him, Elijah said to him Go back again for what I have done to you. For what have I done to you? So Elisha turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate and followed Elijah and became his servant. I want to talk about burning plows. Burning plows. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. We're going to learn how to burn plows. Father God, I thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy. God, I thank you that your power comes into the room, God, that our hearts may be pliable to your word. Use us to thy glory, God. Take us out of our speak through us. God, I come against every, every spirit in the room that wants to hinder the word of God from going forth and hinder your power from moving like you see fit. Arrested at the, at the point right now in the name of Jesus. Change the atmosphere of your glory. Be God in the midst of us. And we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Burning plows. Last Sunday, the word of the Lord was for us to be obedient and dig ditches. God's response, God says, if we be obedient and dig ditches, dig up things that ha have impacted themselves in the ground and caused our ground not to be fertile or, or to be fallow, to break it up, dig it, and throw it behind us. And God says, if you do that, the response was that would fill the ditches that we have dug with water, with no wind and no rain. As a matter of fact, God says, I will make a miracle in the place that you clear out. I don't know who that may be for, but that's for you at the very beginning of our talk together. Uh, God wants to put a miracle in the places that you clean out. So maybe that means that some of us need to do some cleaning of us need to move some things, some shift some things around, change our way of doing some things so that God can have the space to manifest himself in our lives in this Amen. year. Amen? Amen? The expectation of manifestation uh, requires obedience. Obedience. The Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice, but it also requires commitment. Say commitment. Commitment is always connected with two words that bother us, uh, responsibility and accountability. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, they bother us. They bother us. They bother us. That's why many of us have a hard time committing. Many of us, we have some that say, I'll come to church, but I don't want to get involved. I don't want the responsibility, and I don't want the accountability. And, uh, uh, but, but, but I got to show you in this text that before Elisha could do extraordinary things, he had to make a ridiculous commitment. Ridiculous commitment. Uh, commitment. That's a scary word. Scary, scary. Because really, for me, Miss 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 Lily, commitment would be easier if I didn't have to assume the responsibility that comes along with it. I, I mean, you know, I'll come, but I won't do nothing. I'll come, but I, I just want to be here. I, I just want to come get the word. And go out, go out, go out. Say stuff like that, where it's silly stuff like that. We fail to, to realize that God can speak a word at any time. The word for the, from the Lord for you might have happened in praise and worship. The word from the Lord for you might not have come out of my lips or out of co-pastor's lips. It might have come from that neighbor that you didn't turn to. Uh, yeah, so, so when you come to get the word, you got to look for the word in every area of the service. Amen. Amen. But, 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 but we don't want the responsibility that comes with commitment. Now, God has already seen us success. But this is a problem. He sees me as successful, but, and, but he holds me responsible for what he's already seen. Wait a minute now. Hold on. God, you've looked into my destiny and you've seen me as successful, yet you hold me accountable for what you have already seen. Now, I, I know y'all spiritual. Uh, that's why I probably can't find the Lord, because y'all got him. Uh, uh, but, but, but for me, I got problems navigating in these because because the truth of the matter is, uh, uh, God is holding me accountable for something I can't see myself. You, you saying I'm successful and I'm accountable for my success, and I don't see no success. Uh, my current situation don't, don't, don't lead me to the conclusion that I'm going to be successful. But I got to tell you, faith requires me to focus beyond the facts. Faith requires me to focus beyond the facts. Look at your neighbor and say, faith, faith. requires you to focus beyond the facts fact of the matter is, I'm broke right now. My, my, my money kind of funny right now. But, but, but I got to focus beyond that, faith. Uh, 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 matter of fact, things ain't going well for me. Her stuff has pissed me off. And I can't get beyond the pissivity. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. I, 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 I can't get beyond it. But, 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 but the fact is I got to focus beyond my fact. I'm mad and I'm right about what I'm about. And I can't get beyond it, but I got to focus. Somebody say focus. Beyond the fact. 
But the sad fact is that there's something about my calamities that gives me a false sense of security. Oh, yeah. There's something about what I'm going through, what I'm dealing with, what I hate the most that, that comforts me in some strange way. As a matter of fact, I have become accustomed to the caress of my shackles. My shackles no longer hold me back. They caress me. The stuff that I hate, I don't want to leave alone. Because it brings me attention. It brings me attention. I don't want to leave it alone. Uh-huh. I'm stuck uh-huh. where I am. Uh-huh. Ah, but I got to tell you, in order to step towards your destiny, you must step away from your security. Yeah. Whatever and whatever you have found yourself secure in, you will never see the manifestation of God in your life until you're willing to step away from it. In our text, we find that Elijah has become anointed with the responsibility of the extraordinary. Uh, uh, Look at your neighbor and say, the extraordinary is searching for you. Oh, yes, it it is. It's searching for you. It's searching for you. Uh, um, Ordinary and mundane is not who you are supposed to be. And so God has sent the extraordinary on a mission looking for you, looking for you, looking for you, looking for you. Look at your neighbor and say, why you hiding? Yeah, you hide from extraordinary. You just want to be average. You just want to be normal. You just want to fit in with the crowd. You just want to bleed in with the rest of the colors. But look at somebody and say, you got to stand out. Yes, yes, you got to stand out. You got to be different. God has given you the opportunity to be unique. Yes. All right. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Unique. Pam, you're unique. Kiki, you're unique. This Lily, you unique. You are unique. You have that opportunity. But if you want to see your uniqueness manifest in this year, you're going to have to step out what you've been standing on. Ah, uh, but, the, but, 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 the, but, but the funny part about it, Co-Pastor, is God will call us to be great when we feel gross. He will. We feel we don't feel like we're great. We don't feel like we're successful. We don't feel like we're saved. We don't feel like we're a Christian. We don't feel like it. But God says that's the time that I want you when you don't feel like it. Oh. There's an anointing that is only for the committed. Oh, yeah. If you want to be average, just stay like you are. If you want to just just be make it just stay like you are. But I'm talking to three or four of you. Maybe y'all ain't in the room. Maybe y'all are online. I'm talking to somebody online that wants to go beyond where you are and I'm trying to tell you by the word of God how to get there. You got to step beyond your stuff. Look at say work. You got to get to work. You got to start moving. You got to, you got to do something. You got to do something. I found this to be true. Now, you can agree with me or disagree. It's up to you. God will not rest on someone who's already rested. 
Everybody that God has called, look out, look through your Bible and, and, and bear me out. If I'm wrong, you can prove me wrong Tuesday night. But most everybody in the Bible that God called or used was already doing something. He is looking for those who are already committed to something. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. You got to be committed to something. Now, let me tell you, I can use me since I can't use you. The reason that God called me to preach, pastor, and ultimately become an apostle was because I was committed to sin. That went right over y'all heads. The reason that God chose to use was because I was committed to sin. Now, y'all spiritual people take that out of here and be like, I don't know, you got to be sinful for God to use you. No, no, no. God didn't choose me because of my sinfulness. God chose me because of my commitment to it. Because uh, he saw that if I could be committed to that, If he could change my thinking and change my thought process, I would be even more committed to him. Yeah, the greatest evangelist is a prostitute. Because they're not scared to go out and talk to folks. They're not scared to put themselves in compromising positions. So he will change the commitment to the dollar to the commitment to Christ. Oh, y'all look at Look how y'all looking at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was committed. I was a good sinner. Oh, look how y'all looking at me. I was good at it. I practiced. I worked on it. I exercised the craft. I know the ins and the outs. I know how to do it, when to do it, where to do it. I know where all the saints hang out, so I knew not to go there. I knew all of the stuff to do. Read books, read magazines, looked for things, saw movies, looked at DVDs. I got how-tos on everything. Yet God saw my commitment and says, I'm going to change you and use you for my glory. I, I can prove my point here in this text. Elisha is committed to the field. He is committed to the work of his father. He is committed to the plow. But the problem with Elijah and the plow is he has to follow oxen rears in order to do his work. He has to follow oxen behind. Oh, y'all don't get me. Let me see if I can break it down. He got to follow ox booty. Has He's plowing. And the text says that 12 oxen. He's behind number 12. And he has to plow. Not only does he spend his entire day staring at ox behind, he has to step over ox crap all week long. And, and although this is a horrible job, he's committed to the crap. Yeah. Oh, y'all, y'all, that just went right over your head. Yeah. Why is it that God expects me to commit 
to some crap. Come on now. Why? I know I heard you ask that question. Why do you want me to commit to some crap? Because in Elisha's mind, every, every field that he plowed, every piece of manure that he had to step over was part of his inheritance. Oh. He had to do what he had to do because one day when his parents would die, he would own everything he's worked so hard. Oh. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And see, the reason that the crap is so important here is because crap is the test of commitment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The proof of your commitment restoring life ain't how good of a job you do. It's not how organized you are. It's not how spiritual and how many scriptures you know. It's not none of that. The proof of your commitment is what you scored on the crap test. Oh, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor you got to take a crap test. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes you need to do a self-examination. You need to do a self-check. Give me some more power up here. You need to do a self-check, a self-examination to find out how am I doing on a crap test. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I had to pray for somebody who was dogging me out and stabbing me behind my back, how did I score? When I had to feed people who were talking about me as soon as they ate up my food, how did I score on the crap test? How did I score when I stayed up all night praying for folk and they wouldn't pray for themselves? How? Did I score on the crap test? God will make us tell you no when we want to say yes. God will make us ignore you when we want to pay you all the attention in the world because he's testing you to see how you react to crap. It's not that it's our desire to hurt you or to dog you out or to make you feel bad. We want everybody to make it. We want everybody to be encouraged. That's what we're rewarded to do. But sometimes God says, tell them no and see how they respond. Because I'm not testing you. I'm testing them. So I got to whip you and then go home and cry about whipping you. Anybody got kids? You ever tow that behind up and then went secretly somewhere, Pam? You got a bunch of kids. And, and, and they whipped some tail and then you had to go in the room and cry because you towed that tail up. But you couldn't let them see you cry. Because they had to learn the lesson. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Why you preaching so hard, Pastor? Because I got to get us ready to see a manifestation. Let me, read, let me read the Bible. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and my mother and I will follow you. And he said to him, go back again for what have I done to you? You got to remember this. Commitment will cause God to anoint you for opportunity. Commitment will cause God to anoint you for opportunity. Elisha has to realize that the anointing opened up 
an opportunity to walk into a greater inheritance than he was working on. Sometimes what you have been asking God for is not enough for God. But he will allow you to work towards it just to see your faithfulness and, co and commitment. Once he sees that you're committed, he'll anoint you for another opportunity. Uh, anybody ever went to school for one thing and ended up with a career for something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you went to school, you had in mind, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do the other. And then after you got out of school, you thought you was going to get a job with that degree. And you didn't get the job that you thought you were going to get. And now your career is something totally different than your degree. You worked on, you were diligent in, you were committed to your degree. But once God saw that you could graduate and you could put the time and commitment in, he anointed you for another opportunity. You got to realize, you got to recognize the manifestation of your graduation and you got to seize the moment. When it's time to get ready, time to be ready, it ain't time to get ready. You got to seize, there are some things that you do not have to pray about. You either trust God or you don't. You either believe him or you don't. You either believe God's man and woman of faith or you don't. And if you don't, go where you can. Because like Elijah, Elijah, Elijah told Elisha, consider what I have given you. He says, I give you the responsibility of my anointing. He says, now, let's go. He says, wait a minute, I got to go kiss my mama, I got to kiss my daddy, I got to go tell him goodbye. He said, do you not understand what I have left to you? You can waste your time and go do that if you want to. Go kiss them. Go ahead. But you're going to miss the window of your opportunity. You're about to jeopardize the rest of your year. This opportunity has a time limit. Seize the moment. There are some things that you're going to have to terminate without notice. If you're going to seize the moment, you ain't got time to wean yourself off. You ain't got time to, to let a few weeks go by and then you get, you got to cut it off right now. You got to shut it down right now. Now, now don't let five days, then three days. You got to end it today. Look at your neighbor and say, seize the moment. Yeah, yeah. Some of us are holding stuff. We carrying stuff. Y'all carrying stuff from last year. Drop that mess. Seize the moment. Uh, so Elisha turned back from him and took the yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and bore their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate and then he arose and he followed, he followed Elijah and became his servant committed people never stop being committed they only change the focus of their commitment committed people never stop being committed they only change the focus of their commitment. If I keep around what I've been shackled with, then I will commit to it again. Oh, let me help you with that. And then I'm going to quit. <clears throat> see, see, Elisha wanted to follow Elijah and still hold on to his inheritance. 
Elijah said, the anointing that I placed on you, the mantle that I placed on you is so great, you got to be willing to turn loose everything else you've been depending on. And if you're not willing to do that, you can't follow me. Can I say this, restored life, what God is getting ready to take us this year, if you're not willing to put your stuff aside, put your own personal agendas and issues and, 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 and home life and all of the other stuff aside or put it in its proper place, you're going to get left. You can't follow this. This is something different than the normal. You can't follow this and keep that. You got to wear your stuff like a loose garment. You got to be able to take it off, shed it at a moment's notice, and keep it moving. Because if you don't, it's going to weigh you down. And God is not slowing the train. He's speeding it up. Okay? As long as this plow is left here, I run the risk of reverting back to it. Oh, let me bring it the way you live. As long as I keep a cuss... I could be spiritual five days out of the week, but day number six, I may lose my spirituality and cussing comes back up. I revert back to what I'm trying to leave. As long as you still got the numbers in your phone. As long as you still got the numbers in your phone, you'll revert back to, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you were an ex-adulterer, as soon as a real good argument cranks up at home, you revert back to what you said you were leaving behind. If you keep your attitude around because that's just me, that's just how I am. I've been this way all my life and I'm just going to be this way till I die. You're going to die quick because he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. And so you got to turn that stuff loose or you will find yourself reverting. If you alley, you'll revert back to the alley. If you ghetto, I don't care if you in a mansion and you hit the number. That everybody in this room probably done snuck and played. It, it, didn't, it didn't get to be 1.3 billion by y'all not playing. I don't even need the Holy Ghost for that. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 just, uh, and you know how I feel about gambling. Gambling is wrong, but tithing is right. Don't tell me where it came from. I looked at that offering envelope. I read it good. It didn't say nothing about where did that money come from. It only talks about how we going to use it. All right, all right, let me get back to where I am. I ain't got but a minute here. I got to go. Yeah, see, see, what may have worked for you in your past may be a hindrance in your future. You got to burn that plow. Elisha says, you know what? I want to follow you. You don't want me to kiss my mom and dad goodbye? Okay, I'm going to take it another step further. I'm not only going to not kiss them goodbye, I'm finna burn up everything that I've been working on. I'm going to take the wood from the plow, set it on fire, and cook this oxen. That was a big barbecue because that's 12 oxes that he barbecued and then gave it to the people. I'm not going to even consume what I'm burning. 
I'm going to give it away. I got to burn that plow. There were some relationships that were great for where you were, but are not good for where you're going. You got to burn that plow. You can't let your past become your problem. You got to burn it. If you still wrestling and fighting the same fight you fought last year, you need to change fights. Or get out of that ring. And I ain't just talking about physical fights or emotional fights. I'm talking about some of us been fighting with ourselves over stuff. That we can know that we need to allow God to deliver us and clean us and change us from the pulpit, me, to the door. You get that stuff in us that God wants to change, God wants to rearrange, God wants to use for a greater purpose. And we sit and we hold on to where we are and what we've done and don't want to move no further and don't want to go nowhere. But we expect God to take us somewhere. The problem with that is if God got to force you, he might hurt you. If God got to yank you along, and I don't know about you, but as powerful as God is, what happens when God snatches you? Something comes out of joint. Something happens that will disfigure me or maim me mentally, spiritually, or physically, maybe for the rest of my life. Ask Jacob. He wrestled with the angel. He said, I ain't going to let you go till you bless me. He says, all right, die out of socket. Change your name. I change your name, but you're limping. Because instead of just being obedient, you wanted to fight me for it. Don't get hurt looking for your blessing. You got to burn that plow. You cannot move to the next level until you take off what's holding you on this one.
Yeah. <laughs>